0: This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast. And we have a Patreon. Uh, the show is always free, but if you guys want to support the show, you can. It's at patreon.com slash movie. And if you sign up, you get an extra bonus episode with all my weekly roundups of like, you know, right now we're talking the boys, we're talking Lovecraft Country, you know, just all the other popular stuff that's coming up that I can't cover on here. Um, and I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons, and they are Chris Balga, Jeff Widman, Michael Cross, and Philip Barker. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. And I got a new patron today, uh, Patrick Hall. So thank you, Patrick. Thanks for joining us. Um, We've also got a website. You know, I love that movie, podcast.com. And if you like this episode... I would join us for the after party uh, the following Friday. We will have an after party on get vocal where we're we'll just recap the episode live and um, get y'all's feedback. And we'll probably talk about other video game movies too. It's just a little hangout. So if you want to come on there, you can. Um, and we've got a discord and a Facebook group. So tons of ways to catch us, tons of ways to interact. And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. Um, I've got a new guest with me here today. I've got G from G to the Next Level. Say hi, G.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Hey. Um, so so yeah, this is your first time on the show. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Oh, well, thank you. And thanks for having me on. I, I'm yeah, all me. Sure. You know? <laughs> uh, so anyway, yes, I, I go by G. I have a YouTube channel called G to the Next Level. Uh, where basically I cover about retro gaming in the modern age. It's like whether it's talking about games that we grew up with, games that we're living with now, and pretty much everything in between, whether it be Sega, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, Neo Geo. It's mostly Sega, going by my name, you know, like, welcome to the next level, but a G. (laughs) So it's mostly a lot of Sega-focused, and and the most, well, not most, but a good chunk of my videos also center around the, the subject of the film that we're talking about today, too. So, yeah, that's what I'm about.
0: So then, yeah, you are our expert on this subject, and my guest always picks the movie. So what movie did you want to talk about today?
1: I picked Sonic the Hedgehog, the new one that came out this year.
0: Yeah, I know. You have to kind of clarify. I almost asked you, but I was like, I think he means the big movie. But there are other Sonic movies, and I'm sure we'll dive into that as well. Um, But yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020. I think this is our, I think our second 2020 movie, because I think... I think Lovebirds came out in 2020. It's been a year, so it's kind of hard to remember right now when movies oh, yeah. came out. This year has but, been a complete
1: blur when it comes to entertainment, so it's hard to judge like what came out. I'm I'm, th- I'm the same way with video games too. Like I have to remember like what games came out this year versus last year. You know?
0: Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I mean, when I was watching it again last night, I was like, Oh yeah, I did see this in a theater. Like basically before everything went down. So, um, I remember going to see this. And I didn't have high expectations. I had, like, lowered my expectations to the floor. I was concerned. And I only say that not because of Sonic himself, but because, you know, there's been so many video game adaptions that don't pan out the way fans expect them to. I thought it was odd that this was going to be in our world and not in his world. Um, and But then I started seeing all these rave reviews, and I'm like, well, I guess I need to go see this. And we went and saw it and we absolutely loved it. <laughs> so that was like such a pleasant surprise, especially being a big Sonic fan growing up. I was happy that the movie, you know, was good and that I liked it and um, felt true to my, you know, love for Sonic. Um, what about you? How are how, how you feeling when this was coming out?
1: Well, as somebody who followed basically the, the creation and the journey of the film, I was kind of in the same boat, if not, maybe a little bit less, because, especially because, of course, you can't talk about the Sonic movie without talking about the original trailer and, like, the original looks and whatnot. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a, that was a time, that was a time when, uh, you know, <laughs> Sonic was a little bit more human than he wanted to be, his eyes were a little beady, his nose was a little strange, he had human teeth, and it was just, it was a mess. It was a complete mess, yes. so yeah. we had kind of lost most faith, and I know I and myself had just kind of like, okay, you know what, I'm still excited to see this movie, but I'm going in with uh, pretty low expectations I was going in thinking that just like okay if anything this is just going to be 1990s Jim Carrey just galvancing around as Robotnik and everybody else is just along for the ride just ignore Sonic <laughs> and his weird teeth you know that's really what it is but to my pleasant surprise and to everybody's pleasant surprise it actually turned out to be a really well done movie I mean it's, it wasn't really groundbreaking or anything but I think considering considering the subject material considering where they went with it considering that they'd they decided to take this on its own accord. Like you don't have to, the best part about this movie that I really liked is that it was made well for everybody in mind. It was made for people that are huge Sonic fans and people who maybe have never even heard of them. It was a great origin story with still kind of feeling like it did come from the video game
0: i i agree you know i and and you know it's it's impossible for me not to compare it to detective pikachu because that's another video game where they sort of adapted it I mean that had i think that had even more roots in the game with the detective stuff but um you know I felt like that movie was good but this movie i think was what that movie wanted to be even more so like right. I think it it the the real life stuff worked even better better. And I don't know why exactly that is. But it just did. It just gelled a little bit better for me. And, um, and yeah, I was really surprised with that. So I will say before we go any further that, you know, we're not a spoiler free show um so if you are still here um just keep in mind that we are going to talk about the movie a little bit in depth so if you want to pause and go watch this movie and come back uh so that you're kind of prepared for this discussion do that and if you're still with us i'm going to read the synopsis really quick uh the world needed a hero it got a hedgehog Powered with incredible speed, Sonic embraces his home on Earth until he accidentally knocks the power gr- out of a power grid, sparking the attention of an uncool evil genius, Dr. Robotnik. Now it's Supervillain versus Super Sonic in an all-out race against- across the globe to stop Robotnik from using Sonic's unique power to achieve world domination. <laughs> uh, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, you know, it's not like a heavy, it's not heavy on plot, I think. No. I feel like a lot of it is getting to know Sonic and then the humor. And honestly, that's that's fine because I think Sonic's got a big enough personality that he, he carries the movie on his own, I think.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and going into talking about Sonic and how well they got his personality. Because when dealing with Ben Schwartz, like, I think that he did an excellent job as the voice of Sonic, because not only he yeah, had the perfect level of innocence and attitude that this iteration of Sonic really brought into 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 being. You yeah. know, essentially in that sense. I think that, yeah, judging by how that synopsis goes, it's it was just a lot more open for everybody. Going back to what you were saying about Detective Pikachu, I really liked Detective Pikachu a lot. I thought it was a great movie. In fact, my yeah. wife, who's a huge Pokemon fan, like, what I am to Sonic the Hedgehog, she is to Pokemon. And literally, there are many (laughs) times throughout that film that she was in tears, like happy tears, because she was just like...
0: Oh, that's so great. I love when that happens.
1: Yeah. It's like you're seeing the stuff that you grew up with on the big screen and handled extremely well. It just hits you right there. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I felt about uh, the Sonic movie, per se, too. And not only that, I mean, pretty much everything about the film really kind of blew my expectations. I mean, I thought it was very well acted. The The script was a little hokey at times. But, um, sure,
0: but it's a kids' movie, right? So exactly. You're kinda like, you you it, can kind of forgive that, and you bring yeah. up a great point with Detective Pikachu because I don't have that strong connection to the Pokemon world, so maybe that's another reason, right? Yeah. Why like I have a big connection to Sonic, and yeah. so I'm gonna naturally gravitate more towards his story. I, that that's a really good point.
1: Right, I think that's what they did a really good job And where a lot of video game movies fail. I'm going to throw Tomb Raider under the bus for a minute.
0: This yeah, is where no, a lot of video
1: game movies fail is that they expect you to already know the source material. Like they expect mm-hmm. you to already know and that's where Sonic succeeds because you don't have to have a history. With Detective Pikachu, I could tell that a lot of points within the film, you would be lost if you had no idea like what's basically the mythical and the lore behind Pokemon. They explained yeah. it, but I don't think they explained it clearly enough. And there were also a lot of like, there were a lot of points where there were dead spots where it kind of felt like, okay, well, we need to have some drama here versus Sonic where it's just <laughs> yeah. like, okay, it's just a happy-go-lucky ride. And honestly, that film came out at pretty much the perfect time. It, it's just, it's a go, it's a have fun, put your cares away kind of film. And I think they they really excelled there.
0: I completely agree. Um and I kind of want to transition into I've got a segment here where I do my quick facts. I usually have about three quick facts and um if you have some, you can you know add them, or if you want to react to them, you can too. But I'm going to start with the first one, and it's that Jim Carrey remarked during his press promotion for the film, very little of the dialogue from the pages of the script ended up in the movie. He was also given a lot of creative freedom for his nonverbal scenes, receiving basic instruction like, here's the room, and this is the music, just do something with it. Um, And it worked. And I feel like, you know, there may be a lot of people that this is their first or second interaction with say Ben Schwartz who plays Sonic the Hedgehog. But I think the combination of him plus Jim Carrey in this movie, I mean, they kind of carry a lot of the film and, you know, it can be risky to have a script and then have people that improvise. Um, But both Jim Carrey and Ben Schwartz come from an improvisational background. So, and they're pretty much, uh, you know, perfect at it. Um, So, I was not surprised to hear that. Watching the film a lot of times because I am so familiar, you know, I'm such a big Jim Carrey fan and I'm such a Ben Schwartz fan, I could tell that like a lot of their dialogue it felt like them more than it felt like a script. What do you think? Did you kind of get that impression too?
1: Oh totally. (laughs) One hundred like you could tell that okay, there's there's a baseline to kind of go with, but you could tell that they had the creative freedom to really do it mm-hmm. and you could tell and just in the way that how everything came out you can tell in their acting especially in the the scenes with also with um uh lee moho is that his name who plays um agent stone you oh, can tell yeah, the yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. the, the basically the interaction between him and robotnik too it's like you, you could just feel it organically you know and yeah, it feels great
0: yeah like they were real time playing off of each other yeah um yeah, so um, that was one. I thought that was really interesting, and and I like that aspect. I love the humor in the film, so that was something I wanted to cover. And then uh, this other part, um, this is not going to be news to you. It's more news to me, and I want to I want to talk about it. Uh, Sonic uses rings as portals to go to different areas. Has been a mecha- uh, a mechanic since the first game. Where warp rings would take Sonic to special stages. When activating the portals, the iconic ring loss sound plays. And when entering and exiting them, the even more iconic ring pickup sound is heard. So, obviously, you know, I when I was a kid, I had a Sega Genesis. And I loved Sonic games. But I do not remember this, like, warping with the rings. Can you expand on that a little bit
1: (laughs) well the ring warping it doesn't quite have the same sort of effect like it does in the movie it's like yes it was there because essentially the rings would transport you to the special stages within the first uh the original sonic the hedgehog uh games but with this like he basically he just has to think of an area that he knows of or that he's been before and boom you're there that's they basically took it and they they raised it up to the extreme on that again going Uh, back into how this film has its own it's sonic the hedgehog but it basically takes place in its own sort of universe because that's what's strange. Like when you're thinking of, of Sonic and cinematics and televisions, it's like each or television shows, each one has its own sort of mythos. Like, you know, you got the the TV show and then you got Sonic boom and then you got Sonic adventure. And now you've got a classic Sonic, modern Sonic, Sonic boom, Sonic, and now you got movie Sonic. Each one of them has their own sort of mythology.
0: Okay. That's good to know because, you know, I I remember playing the games and, and really enjoying them, but It was such a long time ago that I think that part was fuzzy to me. So in the movie, I was like, oh, I like the idea of the rings doing that. But I don't remember that. But that makes sense. It was just a little bit different in the game.
1: Right. Um,
0: right. Yeah. The the other thing that I had, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this. So this is the second Sonic the Hedgehog project created outside Japan where Sonic is not voiced by his original actor from the 1990s, uh, Jaleel White. Um, uh, I guess and he did not voice him in sonic boom either i w- i i'm not super familiar with sonic boom but what what were your thoughts on that on replacing the original voice like did you have any feelings about that or you know was it okay with you
1: it was okay with me initially because my favorite my favorite voice of sonic is still julio white it's like to me yeah. i think that i think that he just embodied the character so incredibly well and this is this just goes beyond my own personal nostalgia i think that he just captured the character pretty much perfectly and i think that with every different voice of sonic everybody does it a different way like i Mm -hmm. mentioned before with ben schwartz he brings a little bit of innocence to that we don't see in the other sonics and that's why i was excited because i was like okay with every new voice i don't mind them changing it because every one of them sounds different and so I wanted to know, okay, like Roger Craig Smith, the voice of Sonic, who uh, who does it in Sonic Boom, and he does the voice of Sonic in all the current video games now. He okay. he is a lot more sarcastic, so he's right. a lot more deadpan and a lot more sarcastic than many of the other Sonic voices are. Meanwhile, Julia White's iteration of Sonic was more of the the attitude is like, oh, I'm faster than you, I'm waiting, and it got a little bit more <laughs> annoying, but that you know that charming kind <laughs> of annoying, you know. Meanwhile, Ben Schwartz. He goes into like, hey, he's still learning about the world. He's still trying to figure things out. But at the same time, hey, you know, you need me to save the day. I'm here for you. I'm here for my friends.
0: Yeah. You know, I I had mixed feelings about it because to me, I'm with you. Jaleel White was the voice of Sonic. I mean, for a really long time. It's funny. Like when this movie came out, I was asking my my husband, like, did you watch all the cartoons? Did you? And he was like, no. And I was like, man, I was like so into it that i even preferred a specific sonic cartoon because i remember there were two different cartoons and Dalil white was the voice in both of them but in the more popular one it was like a lot faster style animation very simple very funny and then there was like a more serious version of sonic um, that like explored the lore and like the animals turning into the you know, Robotnik's projects and things like that. Like it was, it took a more like almost like anime style serious tone, and that was the one that I love that got canceled. Um, but when this movie came out, I was like, man, you know, I don't know. Like that feels so weird to replace him. Um, but that's something that happens like pretty much every time. There's like a big Hollywood production; they almost always go for like a a bigger name. Right. Um, and the only thing that kind of I want I you know was thinking that would have been a good opportunity is because it is so rare that such a big main character be voiced by a, you know by a person of color i did think that was weird at first that they didn't at least continue that trend you know right, right. um and so that that was that was the only thing that i was thinking of but as far as like personality when I, when I heard that, you know, Ben Schwartz got it, I was like, he you know, when he's John Ralphie, he, like, practically sounds <laughs> like right. sonic. Like, the sonic voice that he does is not real different from his own. It's maybe a little more innocent, but you're right. He does definitely bring that same energy, and I think if it were not so spot on, I think it would have been more controversial.
1: I agree. I agree. You know? But he came through with it.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, he did a good job, and you, you had a really good point about... You know, it's kind of like your James Bond or your Batmans. It's like, it's just a different version. I was
1: just about to say that. It's (laughs) kind of like Batman. You know, it's like every generation, you're going to get a different actor. So yeah, yeah, or actress, depending on what it is. So it's Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I I didn't have an issue with it. Real, real quick. So I mentioned you mentioned that you watched the, um, so Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the, the Looney Tunes kooky one that okay, on okay during the yeah sonic the hedgehog <laughs> or sonic Saturday am that's the saturday morning one that was based off the comic book which i that was my favorite too until... Yeah, i had
0: a lot of the comics too yeah <laughs> like, it's weird it's like i forgot how into this i was i mean oh, i was yeah. you
1: know, i haven't I like
0: <laughs> well yeah <laughs> you're the expert <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but um Controversial opinion, my favorite Sonic cartoon is Sonic Boom now. But um
0: Ooh, yeah, I, yeah. I've never seen it. I it's was like so reading good. that out loud with trepidation because I'm like, what is Sonic Boom? It's I'm going have to look so, this up. So <laughs> so
1: good. The thing is it's it's a comedy. By all means, it is a comedy. It's very tongue-in-cheek, okay. it's very it's 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 extremely well done. And A lot of people don't like it because it's associated with a very, very, very bad game but the oh, but gotcha. the cartoon is is great but did, i was going to say it's like did you know that when we were growing up there was a third sonic the hedgehog tv series what tell
0: yeah. me about this' <laughs> yeah there's a third one it was made
1: in canada but it, oh. it was called sonic underground you I heard of it do not
0: remember this oh it's I basically
1: don't. it's a whole another different story where sonic has to find his mother but he has two Ooh, this does siblings. Sound familiar. He has a brother named Manic, and he has a sister named Sonia and they all sing, and they have medallions that turn <laughs> into instruments. It's oh my so... god!
0: I'm weirdly remembering this as you're talking about it. Yes. Oh how strange! I completely forgot about this. And they're all
1: voiced <laughs> by Jaleel White. That's the best. That's part. great. All three of them are voiced by Jaleel White. It's so it's so awful, but is it's that best kind of awful where you just can't help yeah. but laugh at it.
0: Yeah. Like one night I was telling Nick about these two different uh, shows and he was just like totally lost. He's like, there's only one show. I'm like, no. And so I showed him like we watched like a couple episodes of the original. I'm like, oh, it got so deep. I loved it. I was like, oh, you get to meet like Antoine and all these other characters that like weren't in any of the other ones. And he was like, wow, you're really deep into it. And I'm like, well, there were comics too. I collected those. Yeah. I mean, there was like a lot of Sonic content. And one thing, one fear that I had about this movie was that in the 90s, when we were kids, like, there was so much of this. And then now I was like, is Sonic relevant enough to carry a whole movie? Granted, I'm not deep into the gaming world, but... You know, apparently he is. Thankfully.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, he's Sonic oh, has never glad. gone away. He's he's always been there. He's just he's been a lot more quiet in the last decade, I would say, because yeah. one game that came out in 2006 kind of hurt Sonic badly. But oh, um, no. but then everything, you know, he slowly started creeping back up and creeping back up, and then you know the movie came out and now he's hot again. So oh, and Sonic Mania, yeah. I guess that's yeah. that's the fair part because when that game came out, it was like bang, wow, bang, home run. So
0: okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) well this movie um kind of transitioning out of the quick facts uh was directed by jeff fowler which that name didn't i didn't recognize right away when i read a little bit about him he's only done a short called go for broke and then he worked in the visual departments on where the wild things are and then the rest of his background is in animation so this is kind of like you know pretty much a first-time director um and it's just really impressive what he did with this movie, I think, for it being his first time. Certainly doesn't hurt that he had such a great cast. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, you know, I'm definitely, he's already going to do Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So, you know, we'll get to see him again, and I'm excited about that. But I, I just thought that was pretty, pretty impressive, you know. um, and, and I'm glad that the studio went with somebody that has, you know, these uh visual art or visuals, yeah, visual art um chops because you know i think that's a really important part of it is understanding how this character moves within you know the the real world space with cg like it's got to look good and i think what helps this movie a lot is when people interact with sonic it doesn't it it feels right like you know they take such attention to detail and care and how he interacts in all his scenes
1: absolutely you could tell and as you said yeah i was a little I was a little concerned about it, too, when I was learning about his history, too. When, especially, again, going back to that first trailer and everything. I can kind of tell. The interesting thing is that if you go back now, you watch those originals, and you see the new film and how it all came out. I think you can kind of tell that the early development of the film, you could probably tell that a lot more outside influence. I won't say exactly what, because we don't know. But like you could tell like what kind of outside influencers probably hampering Jeff from his vision. And then, like, after everything with the fan outcries and everything that came around, the movie getting delayed, you could tell that just by watching it, you could tell that this was basically his dream. This was was his dream project. You could tell that this was somebody who actually really cares that much about Sonic. And they're not just trying to pump out a movie-licensed film. They were trying to actually make something that people will really enjoy and take away say, hey, you know, this was actually very good.
0: I completely agree. This movie could have been a total cash grab it could have been meh and I think it would have done fairly well. Yeah. But the movie actually has a lot of heart. Like I I, you know, shed a little tear watching it. I thought it was very touching without being like too sad, you know? Right. <laughs> like Right. It had its moments,
1: but it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like Detective Pikachu where it's like super, super sad for maybe like about 10 or 15 minutes at a time. It's like you get that little tiny bit of drama and then it's like, okay, back to the good feeling. You know, that, yeah. that, that sort of thing. It was just enough to give levels and and um, weight to yeah. the plot and the story.
0: Totally agree. Well, I think we should dive into some of the plot now. Um, what are some of your favorite scenes in this movie?
1: I'd probably say some of my favorite scenes just have to be the interaction between him and Tom and James Marsden like, I, I think that many of the scenes, probably my favorite scene, hmm. my favorite scene in the entire movie is probably the bar scene. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, probably just that entire scene. Again, going back to, you know, this is something, Sonic, as he's exploring, because it's a road trip movie, like at the end of the day, it's, it's it a is. buddy road trip movie. And so, you know, his only experience with Earth is what he's seen, you know, staring through the window outside of their house watching TV. That's mm-hmm. really all that he's seen. So when he sees like what's happening at what basically looks like, you know, little mini Sturgis, what's going on over there. And <laughs> just, he just gets so much involved. The, the, the cinematography in that whole entire scene is so well done. I mean, even, even the slow motion portion, everything about it is just so incredibly well done. And, but just the way that, the way that he and Tom just bounce back and forth and bounce back and forth. Especially, like, the in the very beginning scene where he's, like, trying to put him off and he, like, he runs in the water. He's just like, <laughs> I'm wet. I'm cold. There's a fish on my head. It's <laughs> like, oh, this is so good. Just I so completely
0: agree. That. I think James Marsden, uh, like, blew me away in this role. Like, it, it was, it, I think it's tough because, you know, I, I was thinking when I saw the trailer, it reminded me of, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks. You yes. Know? Like, I thought it was going to be sort of that dynamic and it's not it's a. I mean because it's a different relationship than he has with sonic i mean sonic is younger certainly but it, it feels more like they're on kind of like the same level he doesn't feel like the overbearing like killjoy dad you know right <laughs> it's like right. they're like you said they're buddies they become buddies and um i guess i didn't give james enough credit for how funny he can be you know oh, like he's just hilarious and their chemistry in the movie is is great you're right in that bar scene it didn't have to be shot that well but it was and yes they do a lot of really interesting things with Sonic's speed in this movie um that i wasn't expecting like you know in the games he's super fast but in the movie they really explore like what that means and like i agree the slow motion um scene really worked for me i think that's hard to do especially after like you know we've had the uh that X that famous X Men scene um with Quicksilver. Oh, quick and it's, yeah. yeah. And it's like you're kind of always comparing everything to kind of that scene. Um in in this kind of had, I guess, some of those elements, but it doesn't like copy it at all. Um and it was just like Really fun because they're like at a bar and all the stuff that they're getting into is just fun to watch. But I agree, that's probably one of my favorite scenes
1: too. Oh, definitely. And then, of course, just any—it's the interactions between Tom and Sonic, and then the interactions between Robotnik and Stone. Like, those are really my two, my two (laughs) different particular ports. I think Stone, Agent Stone, is underrated, like in this film. Like, I know a lot of people like to talk about all the rest of the actors, but it's like he is incredibly overrated now. I'm gonna throw this at you too, because since you were a fan of the Saturday morning cartoon, I almost guarantee that it probably had to be some sort of legal or licensing issues. How much you wanna bet that Agent Stone was patterned after Agent Snively from the Saturday morning cartoon?
0: I was just gonna say think about that? he had a little crony in the in the cartoon.
1: I bet it you it was that
0: that skinny that skinny older man, right? Yes yes okay okay i do remember that i agree that could have easily he could have just been him but they chose not to do that for whatever reason that's interesting
1: right right but yeah this the interactions really between them it's just it's it's so from beginning to end it's just very well done between those and now considering what happened at the end of the film and now considering you know what happened after the the credit sequence and now i'm just trying to figure out like okay what's gonna happen With the second one, it's like they they left it off well enough, and I'm sorry if I don't mean to like kind of jump it a little bit. Oh no,
0: you're fine. But
1: I think that's also one of the other things I really like too is just how it closed, where you feel like okay, there could be a sequel, but even if not, you'd be satisfied with that ending. There, because I think that there are way too many movies going in the video game movies. Like I know it's it's not really liked in the community, but the Super Mario Brothers movie. About how the Super yeah. Mario Brothers movie, how at the very end, like it just leaves you on this huge cliffhanger. I'm like, that's not cool, because that movie failed so badly as it deserved to be. <laughs> it failed so badly that we will never know what happened. Now, granted, there's a no, there's a new Mario movie in the works, so maybe that'll rectify all of it. But um, oh, I didn't know
0: that.
1: Well, it's an animated film.
0: Oh, okay, so, okay.
1: Yeah, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Illumination Entertainment is the team behind it. I think so. Oh, wow. So it's in good hands if that's the case. That's good. But yeah, it, it's just the way that they did this. They left it open enough without like say if just in case the movie didn't do well and it didn't get a sequel, you're still satisfied with that.
0: Right. I think the only franchise that's successfully been able to tell stories like that, take those risks and have them pay off is like the Marvel franchise but overall it's not a good model to to have every movie be a cliffhanger that's connected to like 10 other things yes because you don't know if that's gonna happen i felt that i felt that pain when i saw the uh battle angel alita movie because i liked the movie a lot but it didn't do that well and it basically cut the plot in half and took the meatiest part of the plot out of that movie so that we could see it in the second movie but we won't get that second movie so i it's such a big risk i don't like when they do that and plus i just want a director to tell a full and complete story I, i like when movies stand on their own um and so i totally agree with you i like the way this ended got that little teaser at the end with tails, which is yeah. super exciting. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> want to see tails, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, no! So, when, we, when we went to see it at the theater, the entire theater, now, unfortunately I was spoiled. So I, I had already <laughs> knew that he was coming, but the entire theater erupted like when they, when they saw tails, it, it was amazing.
0: Yes. I, I was very happy. Um. Oh, so this isn't a scene, but we haven't, we touched on this a little bit. But what what are your thoughts on the redesign? Like, you know, some people really felt that it was really cruel to the animation team because, you know, it's asking a lot to redo all that. And probably they weren't properly compensated. Um, my personal opinion is that I agree with all that. But at the same time, I just... It had to be redesigned. What do you think?
1: (laughs) It's kind of the, uh, yeah, I agree with you too. But when it comes to something like this, especially when it comes to a franchise that has such dedicated and such passionate fans, it's like you actually had made a difference. And I said this in in, because I made a couple of videos on my YouTube channel about the Sonic movie. And I said this too. It's like, hey, we're getting a redesign. That's awesome. We're getting what we want. But at the end of the day, you better go see this movie. If you're one person that complained and because all these animators, everybody that worked, you know, overtime trying to get this movie yeah. out, you know, if you if you were a part of the the people saying, Oh, this isn't right, this isn't right, and you know, down with the Sonic movie, and then you don't go see it, you got what you wanted. You know, mm-hmm. they, they again they worked so hard to get this out for you. But I kind of go with it as, you know, it's the greater good mentality. That's why I'm really thinking that. Once the outcry happened, once the, you know that grassroots campaign wanted to really get, "Hey, change the design, change the design, we hate this," that's why I really think the entire tone, it wasn't just a redesign change. It was everything. Like the entire tone mm. of the film probably completely changed. I mean, it could be, again, we, we don't know. We don't know for sure. And it's like it could be. I know a lot of people like, this was funny, like on Twitter, there was a, there was a hashtag, "Release the Ugly Sonic Cut." because it's, it's kind of like <laughs> Zack Snyder. People want to see the original film. <laughs> but uh, however, I doubt that there actually is a quote unquote ugly Sonic cut. I don't think they got that far. Like, I don't think, no. I think once they, because if they had gotten that far, it wouldn't have come out as quick as it did. So I don't think it exists. Yes. It yeah, I
0: think, I think you're right. Or, go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh no, you're you're fine, you're fine. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, It really did need to happen. I mean, it's unfortunate. It really is. But at the end of the day, we got a much better film out of it. The film did incredibly well. So they'll know that, hey, this time we did this the right way. The second time they're going to do it the right way and, and hopefully do it even better.
0: I think originally they wanted Sonic to look that way because their plan was to make the movie more grounded, which may be speaking to what you're talking about, that there may have also been a tonal shift um and i completely understand i think the flight cast uh ray he had said you know this sets a really bad precedent back when this happened and he was like my concern is that fans are going to start you know dictating before things even come out how things go and i completely understand that fear um but i think in this case it was more like I think the studio decided instead of feeling bullied into changing the design, this was like a huge heads up. It like, was. You know, it, it was it was honesty. There there may have been a lot of passionate fans who were truly angry and just, you know, hateful, but I think a lot of people had my reaction. Seeing the trailer where we we're like, whoa, 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 what is this? What is this? You know, right. we're like, this is not good. It's creepy. It's it's, ugh. you know, it's like off-putting, and um, you know, it wouldn't stop me from going to the theater, but Same. it is a real like WTF moment when you see him, and yeah. you just can't help but feel that way. There is something about that image of him that just invokes automatic creep factor, and oh, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's so like, it's just like, yeah, why would geez, you even think no. that? why would <laughs> you even dance. think that, that Let's right again, going back to Detective Pikachu, it's like, why didn't you just follow that model? Because I mean, just right. look at that. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And I wonder, I really wonder, because my again, I'm I don't mean to like put twin foil hat on, because I no, no, if you look it. at like who was involved originally behind, halfway throughout the development, and however, I noticed that heads of Sega of Japan really started getting involved on that too. So it makes me wonder if maybe they came, they stepped in and they're just like, okay, we see what the fans are saying. We don't like how this is going. It's like, no, you need to change this. Because again, this is our property. So it's like, yeah. I wonder if maybe that's what the case was. Because at, at the beginning, it was probably like, okay, you could do this here. Now here's the budget. Now go nuts. you know. Yeah. But now they saw what happened. And yeah, it, it does, it can set a bad precedence. But at the same time, I think, I'd be willing to bet that this is this is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. I don't think this will happen I again. think
0: so, too. I don't I think, think it will. I mean, take I a look
1: th- at... Um, oh, what's the... I had an example where I was going to think about... Oh, Cats! Cats, <laughs> the movie Cats, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know there was a lot of outcry about that, too. But it just went about as normal. And people mm-hmm. went and saw the movie, and... It, it's one of those, okay, this is kind of like a fever dream, kind of so bad it's good. I'm only seeing what other people have said, I personally haven't seen it.
0: I haven't either, right. but it, it was off-putting. That trailer was also it off-putting. Was. Oh, yeah. And and it's like, you can argue about whether or not, I mean, you can argue about every little detail, but the reality is that so many people had the same shared reaction. Right. And I think that there's a difference between being a really ugly fan and being like those people that go after George Lucas or, you know, go after different star Wars characters or hated the last Jedi, you know, that stuff is, I think a little extreme, but I think in this case, it was truly a, Hey, heads up. This doesn't look good. Right. (laughs) And I think they course corrected realizing that I think, I think you're right. I think the, you know, the heads of Sony, everybody realized that something was going wrong. And so they course corrected and they took a huge risk. Um, They, I mean, essentially didn't it like double the budget? I don't, uh, I don't fully added, remember.
1: It, I think yeah. it added like maybe another five or ten million. I believe mm, like okay. that's what it came out to. Wow. So yeah, not yeah. not a whole lot, but still enough to be noticeable.
0: Yeah, and still unprecedented. And so, but they were. I think it was the right call too. And you know, I, again, I, I definitely think that I, you know, visual. um creative departments have historically in both video games and in movies had the problem of you know it's controversial whether or not they compensate people correctly um anyway without having a whole redesign so i am sensitive to that i just think overall you know (laughs) it did make a pretty big difference and it was probably the right call
1: absolutely Um, i think that also with with this one, another reason why, you know, going beyond me being a Sonic fan, I think this movie basically was revolutionary because Detective Pikachu, I think, was the first one to really set it up. That the fact that, mm-hmm. hey, a video game movie can be legitimately good. It's like, yeah. basically, they set the pins, and then Sonic was the bowling ball that came and knocked it all down. It's like, okay, now we've got this, this video game movie that is legitimately great. You know, And and you don't have to be a huge fan of the source material to love and understand this film. And so now I hope that this movie and probably its sequel, I hope that this has now set the bar high enough that for any other company that is going to be doing video game movies in the future will follow this and really take that much time and that much passion and that much heart in the making this a film that everybody can enjoy and not just the fans. And uh, we don't have... Resident Evil movies that have gone, like, well beyond the scope of what the lore is. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping will happen. Because I I know you have and I have. We've seen some really, really, really bad video game movies. You know,
0: the Resident Evil franchise, there's a place in my heart for those movies, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I am very forgiving. But it's not they're just not the games they're like a totally they're not they could have named it something else and so resident yeah evil, oh, i'm sorry <laughs> oh no go ahead go ahead but the
1: thing about the resident evil movies i won't completely throw them under the bus because they're still entertaining movies even if True. they have little literally nothing to do with the the franchise itself anymore <laughs> yeah. like they really don't yeah. but they're still entertaining films So it's like, I'll give it that. But then you get ones that like Silent Hill Retribution or the Tomb Mm. Raider movie, again, that try way too hard to be like the source material. And it just, it doesn't appeal to anybody.
0: Yeah. And it's disappointing, you know, in the instance of the Resident Evil movies, again, there's a place in my heart, but at the same time, I do think they could have been better. They could have been like the games. Um, And, you know, like the first Silent Hill movie was great. But then after that, um, you know, it's like, man, you're taking a really good thing. And I think there is a tendency for networks to say, hey, this works, but for it to work in Hollywood, it's got to be like this. And like they kind of somewhere along the way, they lose what people actually like about that thing.
1: Yes. You you (laughs) know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I bet you it's that mentality that we got the original Sonic trailer.
0: Yes, it was like, well, what if he looked like a real animal? And what if he you know, and it's like, no, like, nobody plays that game thinking, oh, this looks like a real hedgehog. And I automatically even remember what that looks like at age five. Like, no, he's he's his own thing. Like, he's very loosely a hedgehog. Mm -hmm. Like, He doesn't even look like one. So no it's like making the ninja turtles turtles like don't do that you know i I was
1: just i was just about to say that it's (laughs) like keep in mind it's like it had to be corporate meddling it's like keep in mind this is the same production studio that did the last well it wasn't michael bay who directed it he only produced it but the michael bay ninja turtles movie it's like keep in mind this is that same studio that put that there so yeah and kids like that
0: but as a original ninja turtles fan i no, yeah
1: i couldn't stand them i couldn't stand either <laughs> one of them
0: it's hard to like watch them because you're like what is this um but i guess like if you're brand new to it if you're a kid you're like you don't have that frame of reference so you're like i'm fine with this but yeah it's hard for the fans and i think sonic the hedgehog i mean the average age of somebody that loves sonic is probably like our age you know probably <laughs> so it's like
1: well it's you- strange because it's like going into because, you know, I do a lot of Sonic videos on YouTube and I'll look at the analytics behind and like for the age range that watches those videos, it's wild. Like oh, it could really? be anywhere from like 10 to 12 to 16, all the way up to 40 to 50. It's wild. Huh. Okay, well, I'm <laughs>
0: glad he has that kind of appeal. That's that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> glad. Um, but yeah, I was like, I think this is a thing. My perception of it was they need to think about the original fans and not brand new ones because you know, that's the first step. And then you can kind of transition into bringing the new ones. But you got to at least be true to the original thing. Um, and I think because Sonic keeps his Sonic personality, it's a little different. Like you said, There's it's a different interpretation, but th- the core of him is Sonic. And so the whole movie works because of that. And when you get too far away from what those things are supposed to be, that's when, I think that's when you lose your audience. And then you're trying to pull in brand new ones that, you know, have no idea. And it's, it's even more of a gamble and you just end up with a weird product, I think. But yeah, I, I agree sell. with everything you're saying.
1: It's definitely a harder sell to bring in new people when it's not that mm-hmm. attractive to the new people to begin with.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're so. like, why do I care about this hedgehog? Yeah. So um, yeah, well, were there some other scenes that really stood out to you with, with the movie?
1: I'd always say just the, um, again, going back to the overall sort of cast, I think that one of the things I loved about the movie, again, being a longtime Sonic the Hedgehog fan, is all the little the little touches. Like, I'll, yes. I'll like I'll talk about some of the uh, the little Easter eggs. I don't know if you noticed, like, you know, at the very beginning scene, or which they recapped it at the end, where it freeze frames and they do the whole. I bet you're wondering how I got into this mess kind of trope. Did you notice, yeah. like, on the street sign? The street sign says Mega Drive.
0: No, yep. that's yep. awesome.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. So like the um the the name for the sega genesis everywhere outside of the u.s you know and i'm like i love okay. that and then the, you see so like cool. um basically and in, in various other scenes like just the amount of care that they did for the hardcore fans that actually do see these things like i love that the other i'd always say the one other scene that i absolutely really love is this, the first scene when tom and robotnik meet like when he storms his house. Yes. And when I just, again, going back to the the interaction between the two of them when Sonic is hiding. You know, it's it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant.
0: No, I like it too because um, James Marston's character is, you know, he's a small town cop. But he is a very streetwise guy. Yes. Like he's not, he doesn't have, he's in a small town. He's kind of a big fish in a small town. And I think that's. In a way, like that's kind of what he realizes at the end of the movie is that he's so needed there. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he catches right away that there's something up. I mean, he looks absurd. So <laughs> when <you> he <laughs> sees Dr. Robotnik, he does not look like he's with the cable company. But um, I like that their interaction, they're sort of like, you know, mental tango that they have there. And then how that leads into, you know, him seeing Sonic and screaming and like, yeah, everything about that scene is probably one of my favorites as well. It's really yeah.
1: good. Also, Dr. Robotnik <laughs> has some mad daddy issues.
0: He does. He does. <laughs> um, and and there there's that like little Easter egg, too, about, you know, in, in the uh, outside of America, he's called Eggman. Right. We only call him Dr. Robotnik here. Um, and I was like waiting for that, and so when that came up, I was like, "Yay!" Yeah, when Sonic (laughs)
1: called him Eggman, this is like a a joke. (laughs) I love that. I I liked that.
0: Yeah, and it's like he's not really like personality wise, he's not Doctor Robotnik yet. You know, it's kind of like he's evil, megalomaniac, but he slowly by the end becomes like what we know of as Doctor Robotnik. And I I liked that. I liked approaching it from that angle. You know, sort of banking on uh jim carrey's personality but then you know by the end he becomes like who we know to be dr robotnik i think
1: right and i can't wait to see how for the sequel because i wonder how long he's going to be stuck on that mushroom planet like how long is he (laughs) going to be stuck there because you know like the longer that he is stuck there he is gradually going more and more insane so when he comes back he's just going to be back with a vengeance
0: yeah like um I love that Sonic, too, mentioned several times that, you know, how boring and gross and stinky all the mushrooms are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so by banishing him there, it's like, yeah, we know what's going to happen to him. Um, Which that yeah, in, in itself, I, I
1: like, I know that. some people, again, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But, oh, no, you're um, good. For all some people, like, I think this is where I thought it was a subtle nod to Mushroom Hill Zone. Because that, that's a stage oh, okay. in Sonic and Knuckles. I thought it was a, a subtle nod to that. But some people are saying that it's a nod to he's banished to the land of the mushrooms. They're like, oh, they're taking a stab at Nintendo. I'm like... You know, that uh... did cross my
0: mind a little bit. I,
1: don't, I, I, I feel that's a little bit of a reach. but I Yeah, mean, like, you're it, probably right. It could be. It could be.
0: It could be. And, and if it is, it's very, very subtle. Like, not, not too mean. Right. Um, but... Going back to those Easter eggs you were talking about, yeah, there are quite a few, like, little things I noticed, like, um, yeah, you mentioned the street sign, and just, like, little things I think Sonic fans would, like, appreciate that he says or alludes to, the Eggman thing.
1: There's, like, uh, kind of a
0: lot of stuff like that.
1: Crazy Carl, or uh, Super Observant Carl by yes. the end of the movie how he has the picture he's <laughs> like have you seen this devil and it's Sonic, you know, the, the Sanic yes, meme I'm like oh I, 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 I laughed so hard me too I, I lost
0: it, it. <laughs> we had definitely passed around that picture uh, quite a few times so, I have that on a yeah. t-shirt
1: now I love that so much
0: <laughs> it was only missing that poor Sonic kid in the movie but <laughs> <laughs> when will you learn um, but yeah like I, I appreciated that about the movie um is that owl character in the games that or is that completely just the movie no
1: she's completely from the movie but okay but i don't know if you noticed the tribe that was attacking her no did you notice them they're echidnas
0: oh okay yeah
1: so, they're echidnas so, so it makes could, you wonder yeah. knuckles knuckles maybe knuckles maybe oh
0: they would be crazy oh. not to put knuckles in oh this.
1: I, I bet <laughs> you if he doesn't show up in the next movie he'll show up in the third one like i yeah. bet yeah yeah, the other characters I, mean, I think will slowly start trickling through. But I will say this: if you want to see a you want to see a grown man cry, I go to see one of these other movies, and they put Metal Sonic in this film. And if he looks oh, yeah. awesome, you will see a you will see me in a grown man cry in a theater if he <laughs> looks amazing because I love Metal Sonic dearly. He's my favorite. I mean, beyond Robotnik, Eggman, whatever, he is my favorite villain <laughs> in all of Sonic. I I nice. I love Metal Sonic. So if they somehow Get Metal Sonic in there, and he looks awesome. I'm just like, oh, that's mwah, chef's kiss, magnifique.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, my favorite character was always Tails. Tails, um, <laughs> that was like every little kid's favorite. But Tails and Knuckles. Everybody um, loves Tails. Yeah, he's just he's just wonderful. Or sometimes she. I feel like, but. <laughs> Like sometimes it's hard to tell, but right, right. Who is voice? Gray area, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows how they'll interpret that in the new one? But um, which I
1: wonder what how that's going to happen with the new one too, because um, yeah. Oh, I can't even think of her name now. Cheryl Robinson. I'm trying to remember her name. the 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 lady who voices Tails in Sonic Boom actually did the voice of Tails for the movie. So now, oh, like, I wonder yeah. if they're going to get her to come back for the next one, or if they're going to recast Tails. So I don't yeah. know about that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's up in the air, because if Tails is a big enough part of the plot, they may recast. Right. Um. I had a question about the baseball scene in the movie. Um. You know, I kind of thought, well, you know, baseball, something kids like, it's a small town, but I couldn't help but feel like also, you know, baseball is really big in Japan. Yes. And so... Is there a baseball Sonic game that that was alluding to a little bit or no?
1: Unfortunately, no. As much as I would love to see an actual Sonic sports game. I mean, we yeah. we kind of have it in the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games games. Oh, okay. So like it's kind of there, but there's no. Well, actually, oh, excuse me. There's Sega Superstars Tennis. And I was like, I had to think about that for a second. But it's, oh, not, yeah, it's so. not completely Sonic, though. He, he's just there. Gotcha. It's mostly Sega characters. So there's a tennis game. But no, okay. no Sonic baseball. As much as I would love <laughs> to see that. Hey, Sega, you should make a Sonic baseball game. That'd be exactly. great.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it just it feels like it would fit. Like when I was watching it, I'm like, I be- I I could see that being a game. Um and one of my favorite scenes in the movie is uh when he takes that little turtle uh for a ride. Oh like, yeah. Very cute. The the expression on the turtle was really cute. And when he puts him down and he's shaking, I don't know, just sort of setting up it. Sonic is like very fun loving, but also like very good natured. Yes. You know? And I I liked that about his character. And he was, he was lonely for sure, but he was very optimistic. And so I kind of liked, I liked that, you know, they, they set up the way that he watches the donut Lord <laughs> and that he feels like he knows everyone in the town. He feels like he's a part of the town. He just can't get too close And so his story arc is, you know, basically making friends and and being accepted and part of a community. Um, And I thought that really worked with the film. It was very, it was done really well. Like I was, when I saw the trailer, I did wonder how that was going to go and, you know, how that was going to fit into the plot. But it actually worked pretty well. I, I liked it. Were there any other scenes that we haven't touched on yet?
1: I'd probably say maybe the first initial meeting scene with, um... With Tom's wife, with his family. And they get to meet Sonic. (laughs) Yes, that that was funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there is some drama with um, his wife and her sister that we never really explore. (laughs) Right. But she's not a fan of him. Nick and I were joking last night. We're like, why isn't she a fan of him? He's like, so nice. (laughs) And he's like pretty successful and stable. Like, There's no real reason not to like him. I know, right? (laughs) But um, yeah, his wife, she's so kind and... uh, she pretzel lady
1: (laughs) Pretzel lady yes uh
0: yeah uh uh tika sumter plays maddie in the movie and she is a um she is a veterinarian and so they need her skills to examine sonic (laughs) when he gets hit by the dart which i thought that was another fun part of the movie when you know it's like how do you slow him down you hit him with a sleep dart
1: i think i think that also brings me to one of my other favorite scenes in the movie is when her daughter. When her daughter meets Sonic. And she gives him the Aww.
0: shoes. <laughs> oh so yeah. The, the origin of the red, red shoes. shoes.
1: Yep. It's like that was so sweet.
0: Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. You don't get like a ton of scenes with this family. But the ones that you do get. They're very sweet.
1: Right. I think that was one of the other things I really enjoyed about the film, too, is that they didn't go, like, super heavy into the, the human characters on it. Because that was one of the things I was afraid of. It's like, okay, yeah. so Sonic is going to be in, you know, he's going to be on Earth. It's going to be half animated, half live action. So whenever you do something like that, you have to wonder, okay, how much of the story and the plot is going to involve the human characters versus Sonic? And what's really the relation that it's going to be? And to me, I think it was a pretty much a near perfect balance to where it's like... They are an integral part of the story, but they don't take too much of the attention away from Sonic himself, from the star of the film. So I, I think agree. they did a very good job with that.
0: Because I think it was important to have the the shoe scene for sure. And also just to see a little, a, a child seeing Sonic and interacting with Sonic. I think that was good to have that moment because he is a character aimed at children. Like, so I I'm glad that that was in there. Um, and all the human actors do a great job, but yeah, they make they make a good point of making sure it's about him and not about their character arcs or their stories. So I've heard criticisms that you know Tika's character is not like she's just kind of there, but I I mean I can I can see that a little bit, but at the same time, I don't think James Marsden or Doctor Robotnik's characters are super duper explored either. Like it's about Sonic. Um, you know, the, the main thing is they're setting up that the world that, um, Sonic ultimately chooses to live in is a great little town. And so that's why James Marsden has this dilemma of moving to San Francisco or not. Otherwise he wouldn't even, I think, have that arc in the movie. Right. right. It all goes back to Sonic, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, they need some weight to the story and, but without, you know, intruding too much on it. And that's why I think they did a good job with it.
0: I I agree. I mean, like I said at the beginning, I had some real concerns about it not being, I was like, that's crazy. Like, why would they not have it in the world that Sonic is in so that he can like, run around and do all the things that we want to see him do. But they actually did a really good job of, um, you know, it's in our world, but it's still about him. So yeah, I did appreciate that too. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, you know, this movie um, surprised me. I think it surprised a lot of people. It makes me really hopeful for more, for future projects, you know, not just Sonic, but that a lot of these characters from these video games are really bankable. And I know you probably feel that way, too, as somebody that, you know, loves video games. And we've talked about during this podcast that there have been several that were not super successful so now maybe they will trust the process and trust the source material going forward we hope and we'll get more projects like this um so this brings me to my last couple of questions for you uh number one uh why do you think you like this movie so much if you had to summarize it why do you think you've seen it so many times
1: (laughs) Well, I think I like it so much again because of the lighthearted humorness being between the entire film. Like I, I have a soft spot for, for buddy comedies. I just do yeah. and just really and at, at the end of the day, that's exactly what like say taking my own sort of, you know, my own opinions about Sonic and how much I love the game and the character out of it. I think that's really why I enjoyed it so much is because the way that the characters play off each other, the way that the scenes are shot. It's just everything that is just done with so much care. You know, it's like there was so much care and love that was definitely put into it. And it came through in the film itself. That's probably the biggest reason why. And to me, I think it was just it was funny. It was it wasn't too long. Like it was basically the perfect kind of length for essentially everybody. I mean, yeah, it got cheesy at times, especially with the whole Olive Garden thing. I mean, like it it did get a little cheesy. (laughs) I don't know. I
0: appreciated that. (laughs) It was such an obvious like... Plug. plug it was yes. so ridiculous but <laughs> the fact that they just made fun of themselves uh and especially the lead up to the joke where he's like oh is it going to be like a letter from the president and he's like well you'll see and it's so disappointing compared to that
1: right? <laughs> i just love that
0: <laughs> i loved it those endless postables though anyway continue <laughs> <laughs>
1: see, i really think that. See, that's why i think it was a missed opportunity that they could have done some sort of cross promotion with it they really could have <laughs> yeah you know, they, why the not
0: sonic never-ending possible
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that's probably the, the biggest thing that i love about it is just that it was it was fun it was entertaining it didn't take itself too seriously it didn't fully feel like a quote-unquote video game movie it just felt like a good movie <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree um and, and that kind of brings me to my next question for you like what would your elevator pitch be for the movie like how, how would you describe it to someone that hasn't seen it before
1: I would say oh that's a, that's a tough one an elevator pitch for somebody who has never seen this is like okay <laughs> and imagine an alien hedgehog coming down to earth but he has to learn basically the ways of the will of the land but there's also another Oh, oh! I'm not great at elevator pitches, <laughs> and, <laughs> I okay. and I work. that field sometimes <laughs> you um, could be
0: like, "You like Sonic? You love this?" <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, that's the easy way. It's like, "Hey, you a yeah. fan of
1: Sonic." The it's like, remember in 1991? Remember that video game about that Hedgehog? Yeah, he's in he's in a film now, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, almost
0: impossible for people to escape this film, so <laughs> right, <laughs> you don't have to pitch it too hard. I think probably,
1: yeah, but yeah. i feel like, hey, especially because again, talking to people our age. Could probably yeah. be like, "Hey, did you did you play any of the Sonic games when you grew up? You did. What about your kid? Does your kid play them? It's like, oh, your kid plays them too. Oh, y'all are both going to love this movie. It's like it's I got agree. action. It's got excellent acting. It's got it's got '90s Jim Carrey. Come on, come exactly. on. Who doesn't love good old '1990s Jim Carrey? And you know that he had an absolute blast with everything about the film. So yeah. even if you're not a Sonic fan, go see this just for Jim Carrey. You know, that, <laughs> that's really you're what not wrong." Doing.
0: <laughs> yeah i think you know that that brings up a good point too it's everyone is having fun like genuine fun in the movie um they're really chewing up the scenery in, in a really pleasant way uh the <laughs> energy that uh then that ben schwartz has perfectly fits the sonic character and same with jim carrey he's his dr robotnik is just fun to watch i just the whole the whole movie i was just smiling and and yeah, it's like if you remember these movies from or the, the games. Oh gosh. I'm all over the place. Today. If you remember the games from the 90s, then you will love this movie, I think. And oh, yeah. Even if you didn't, you might, like you said, just enjoy it for Jim Carrey then. Um, well, thank you, G. Thank you for coming on. Uh, this has been super fun. I, I think you need to come back and, and talk more about video game movies because you can, you can educate me.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Let me ask you a question. Have you, have you done one on Street Fighter the movie yet? No, we should do that. Oh, let me gosh, know. I got a lot to say about that one. <laughs> Ooh,
0: I can't wait to hear it. Yes. Yeah, let um, me know.
1: <laughs> I would love to come on again.
0: Of course. Yeah, I, I love having you. And, um, you know, uh, where, can, where can people find you?
1: Well, you can find me at youtube.com slash G to the next level. You know, like, welcome to the next level with a G like me. And uh, my YouTube channel is there. I've been doing videos now for roughly about three years. Um, I basically, I'm now sort of restarting the channel a bit, so to speak. So I took a little bit of a hiatus considering what was going on. But um, yeah, once again, it's about retro gaming in the modern age. I even did a video recently because for the Sonic movie, I worked with the Alamo Drafthouse and oh, we got a cool. chance to do a special event, like a one-time only event. And there's a video on my channel about that whole event. It was wonderful. So oh, um, yeah, you can find me there. Um, I am also on Twitch. I stream on Twitch. Uh, so twitch.tv slash G to the next level. Twitter and Instagram. I'm there as well. Same name, G in the next level.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, you know, once again, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope to have you back soon.
1: Yes. Thank you so much.